This is Nursing Australia Week, a week of entertainment, education and energy for all Australian nurses. Proudly presented by APNA, the Australian Primary Healthcare Nurses Association, Health Workforce Queensland, New South Wales RDN and Northern Territory PHN. Good morning and welcome back to Nursing Australia Week here on the Nursing Australia podcast. I'm your host, Matt St. Ledger. And I'm Suzanne Blackaby. And I'm your spare part, nurse comedian Georgie Carroll. <laughs> Welcome, spare part. <laughs> Tuesday, isn't it? Ugh. I'm not a fan of Tuesdays because it's uh, after Monday, but it's not quite hump day. So it's this sort of, I don't know, it's a flat nothing day. But I'm kind of hoping that... You're a pessimist. A I, I'm going with Tuesdays nearly weekend again. Mind you, most of us are shift workers and we don't know what day it is anyway. So let's go with it Tuesday. <laughs> exactly. What have we got going on today, Matt? Uh, today we've got another competition. We've got some comedy from special guests, uh, the two humorous nurses, just like the arm bone. I love those girls. They're a bit of a crack. I do love them. I'm a bit of a they are the crack. Uh, podcast stalker of those two girls. We're going to grab another inspirational nursing story as well. So I'm pretty excited. At the Heart Foundation, we know it can be difficult to prioritise prevention in general practice. Unfortunately, the COVID-19 pandemic has significantly disrupted preventative care, causing at least 27,000 heart health checks to be missed or delayed. For your critical role in the fight against heart disease, Australia's leading cause of death, we've created the Heart Health Check Toolkit with templates ready for use in popular practice software. Visit hrt.how forward slash toolkit to learn more today. Welcome back to Nursing Australia Week. In a few moments, we'll let you know what you need to do to be in the running to win a $500 Colesmeyer gift card. Oh, we love free stuff. We're giving <laughs> one away every day as part of our Spill Your Guts competition. But hey, Georgie, let's chat. Let's chat, Sue. Do you know, I bring something to you every day this week. Like you said, you explained to us yesterday, you've got adult children, you make sure they wear pants in the house. You know, this is that's a big change to having toddlers when they just don't wear clothes. But do you remember back to that bit when it's just, you never get a second to yourself? Like nurses are busy doing people's crisis all day and then they get home and nothing's really a crisis. Have you been known to miss the odd fracture? Have you ever missed a fracture? <laughs> Actually, I have done that too. Yeah, yeah. especially when it comes to all that health stuff and family. I guess, you know, you come home from work and you switch off and really when things happen around the house with the kids or whatever, you're sort of like, yeah, you know, it's not cancer. You don't have a tumour. Do you know know what I do now? Because I've got a 16-year-old who is a a goalkeeper. He's constantly thinking he's got fractured fingers. What I do now is, because I don't take him to hospital straight away, I think, oh, he's grown, really. The growth plate isn't going to be a thing. What I do is I sit him on a sofa, give him Panadol, let him forget that he's hurt his finger, and then I shout, oi, keeper, and throw a tin of beans at him. And if he catches it with the affected hand, then it's not broken. (laughs) (laughs) Good diagnostic criteria. I feel like that ticks all the boxes. If he guards it, he still doesn't get to go to hospital. If he guards the affected limb, I still think, oh, I'll try it again in 10 minutes. Do you strap it or something? I do when I find the strapping things, wherever they are in the house. Go on, go on, because you've got a few kids. Ah, yeah. My worst fail was my long-term fail. One of my kids is, you know those kids that's always got a gut ache? And you're like, oh, really? You just don't want to go do whatever I've told you to do. You know, I feel sick and this hurts. Be be careful because I was one of those children who was dismissed as having gut ache. Oh, and my mum was also a nurse. You're like, got a sore, poor you, blah, blah, blah. Well, 
Plot twist, mum diagnosed with like a big old esophageal ulcer when I was 13. And I was, <laughs> I was a boy who cried wolf all childhood. So, sorry, Suzanne, you were saying? I cannot believe that. This is a replica story. I've never heard that story. Oh, Matt. So the kid has, you know, pain in the gut and this, that and the rest. And we go to the doctor one day and I can't remember why, but he had to have an antibiotic. And the GP says to him, you're a big enough lad now, you know, you can have a tablet. And he looked like the horror and the GP sort of looked at me and I rolled my eyes like I had no time for this conversation and said, you know, he won't swallow tablets. He won't even swallow Panadol, pain in the neck. And she kind of like holds up a hand to me to, you know, like, shh, mum. And she starts asking him all these questions. And then she turns around and says to me, have you ever heard of watermelon syndrome or EOE, encephalic esophagitis? And I'm like, Oh, no, not really. And she goes, I think you might have that. And I go, well, no, no. Who's got time for that? I'm a nurse. I work. I look after people that are really sick. So anyway, you know, a couple of weeks down the track, we do the gastroscopies and all that. Yeah, he has EOE. And you know what was really bad? When we were waiting for the first gastroscopy with the paediatrician and all the other kids are like toddlers, like they're really little. <sighs> And the nurse comes out with the gowns and she sort of holds this thing up that would be lucky to fit on one of his arms. And he's just glaring at me like, I told you there was something wrong and you've ignored me. All these other good mothers are here with their little baby children and you just you just did nothing. Yeah, so big fail. Lady, ladies and gentlemen, these are your mandatory reporters of Australia. Yeah. Let's applaud them. Yeah, I know. Massive yeah. fail. Okay, so my, the, the, my favourite fail that I heard, so it's a friend who we both had kids under six at the same time and we were doing permanent nights on intensive care and uh, we used to kind of cohort the children in the morning she had four and I had two we used to have this game that we played where you know when you've got to be awake because you've been on night shifts but you've still got kids so you've got to stay awake in the day a little bit Mm. we used to just lie on the floor and play a game called electric fence They'd have to jump over you without touching you. And if they touched you, they got electrocuted. It was brilliant. <laughs> flawless, effortless parenting. And I remember them queuing up one day and she had the eldest kid just keeping the younger ones in check as they do. And she goes, all right, all of you, right, if you can get over Auntie Georgie's ankles, you get 10 points. But if you can get over a bottom, you get a million. <gasps> so that was, a <laughs> so that's a good heckle. Anyway, right, my friend Helen, who had the four, she, so she rang me and the second one was turning 16. She couldn't find his birth certificate and had to ring up in order to get his driving license, right? And they couldn't locate it because she kept saying his date of birth and his name and the dad and all this lot. And she was so mad and she kicked off at the birth, dis, birth, birth, destiny, birth, birth and death department. She'd gone full Karen about how can you just lose a child like this? <laughs> anyway, it turns, it turns out that for... Probably most of the 16 years, she'd been celebrating the birth of her child on the wrong day. Oh, no. How far How far wrong? <laughs> oh, it was like five days or something. <gasps> she didn't even apologise when she told him. So for 16 years, baby, she'd done the wrong day. Perhaps she got the first day right and then the year after. She just put it in the diary wrong and it just carried on. Well, with four kids, just, who can blame just... her? Like, you know, that's a lot to... Well, this is exactly mm. right. She said, I've got something to tell you. You're actually five days younger than you were yesterday. <laughs> and then when he kicked off at her, she just said it was a very busy time. And now he gets a birthday cake on both days. So there's, you know. Oh, win win. Parent you? guilt. That, that, speaking so. of cakes. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking cakes, of yes. cakes. It's time to roast the cake. How long's that been there? 
Who's brought today's cake? I have. Oh, thank you, Matt. I have brought in uh, one of my favourite cakes. Basically, because I'm fancy AF, ofs. It's a bit of an overstatement. The Victorian sponge cake. For those of you who need to Google it, Google it. But harking back to that jingle, how long has it been there indeed? Yes, how long have those Woolworths cream sponges been on that reduced to clear table indeed? And then I bring it home and then it kind of sits in my fridge maybe a day or two because, again, you know, shift work, you kind of lose track of days. And then it ends up eventually on the um, tea room table. And what I have noticed about those Woolies faux cream cakes, maybe it just tells you more about the state of my fridge, is it often kind of tastes like oniony, you know, that like fridge taste? <laughs> a cake shouldn't taste right, like onion. I've got a few, few things to point out from your thing yeah. there. One, how can a cake stay in your fridge for two days? That does not work. I think that's appalling behaviour to leave a cake in there for two days and not have eaten it. <laughs> I also love the Victoria sponge. Isn't it amazing mm. when you're out on the unit, you've got two nurses date checking everything. Mm-hmm. You go in the staff room. This is how you date check a cake. You go, does anyone know how long that has been there? And then somebody will try and backdate and go, well, I finished nights on Tuesday and it wasn't there then. And you're like, yeah, we're good to go. go. That, that, that's how you date <laughs> check. Because you know that that, that Woolies mock, mock cream is so temperature stable. That thing could have been low, low grade cooking on top of the warm fridge for three days. Have you ever gone full pig and eaten all of the things that were share food? Because I've done that with a Victoria sponge. I <laughs> I knew I knew I wanted it. It was the start of the shift. I just knew that when that grad bought that cake in, because it was a home bake, Ooh. and blessed are the bakers, they shall not be bullied. She bought in the cake and I just saw it come in and I was like, I will have first break. I deserve the cake, if I'm honest with you. You know, you know, you know, and you're just like, this nurse is on fire. You know, you know, when you're just like saving lives. Well, not even saving lives. I'd, or I'd just say. not killing anyone then, hey? Yeah, yeah, let's lower the bar. I mean, I just, <laughs> I'd highlighted things on fluid balance charts. I'd finished my washes. I was like, do you want a hand in there? I was. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean I wanted to no. be on hand. I just wanted people to hear me help me. Um, you, know. you made the empty offer nonetheless. So you know. yeah, I, I'd kept the same pen all morning. It was just one of those flawless days when you're like, nursing's too easy. And mm. then I got in that staff room and it was just there. And I, I didn't mean to finish it. I didn't. I just kept shaving little bits off. Yeah. See, and that's then... the night duty game. Mm. Yeah. See, that's what you do. You see, because you know, night duty sometimes you don't like take those designated break times like I'm just going to make a quick cuppa and bring it back so you make the quick cuppa and you shave off a little bit mm. and then you go back and you shave off another yeah. little bit and then it is your actual break yeah, what is that cake shaving? and then you have a little bit more yeah. so it's all of a sudden you think oh I feel a little bit unwell and it's 5 a.m you've got an hour and a half left of the shift <laughs> you've still got to write your notes and you've got a rock in your belly that's an entire cake you shaved it and then you chewed it and it still turned back into a cake inside that's you. it I understand people shaving cakes. I do not understand people cutting donuts in half. A donut is a donut. It's already got a hole in it. Hey, Georgie, you know how you were saying before, blessed be the bakers? I I would normally agree with that. But you know when you've got the students who um, they bake and they're, you know, trying to impress, which I really like and I find that's really sweet. I got caught out on doing exactly what you did, which is the sneaky, you know, I'll just have a little bit of this. Yeah, it just looks like a bit of chocolate slice, right? Anyway, I have 
some nut allergies. Oh, I did not know oh, that. You're one of them. You're one of them. Wait, wait, not all nuts. Not all nuts, but specifically tree nuts. And this is why I need to be mindful of what I eat. I hoed into this what turned out to be a chalk hazelnut slice, and I'm most allergic to hazelnut. And um, it wasn't until sometime later, because you're trying to keep it on the down low, and I'm sitting at the nurse's station, and this anaesthetist is sitting next to me, and he's just like, Jesus, mate, you sound like a whistle. Are you all right? <laughs> I'm full wheeze with a pe- pelican. He's like, you need to look in the mirror, a pelican throat, because my neck had swollen up. He's like, what have you eaten? I was like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> So he's like, quick, he's like, get your EpiPen. He's like, I don't have an EpiPen because they're too expensive and they expire and I'm too cheap. So he's like, all right, well, quick, let's let's get some chip. So he decided it'd be a really, really good idea if I take as much Fenergan as I could possibly take on board to try and like arrest things. So in the end, I ended up uh, having been sent home because... Fenergan, as you know, has a sedative effect. And if you take a lot of it, um, it makes you uns- unsteady. And I was so unsteady that I had a fall in a patient's room and I got sent home because they thought I was off my face. You were. How much is that the public health system if you are anaphylactic at work <laughs> and you stay? You're anaphylactic at work. You're having a fall. You've been risk assessed by the OTs. <laughs> And you're still expected to stay until you can no longer keep your eyelids open. That is good work. I also love the fact, Matt, that you didn't know you were in anaphylaxis when it was happening. You're like, what? Why should I look in the mirror? Do you know what I would have done, Matt? Because it is a cake and we Mm. love cake. Do you know what I would have done? Because if you go back to your anaphylaxis training, it doesn't matter whether it's a little bit of a nut or the whole nut, the reaction is Mm. the same. You might as well finish the cake. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for bringing that cake in today. That was delicious. I haven't left you any. We've been shaving bits off it left, right and centre. If you're looking to start 2022 off on the right foot, join us at your local APNAR conference roadshow event in February or March. Come and learn, connect and re-energise with other nurses at one of our nine in-person events. We're visiting every state and territory. Click the link in the show notes to register. Welcome back. You're listening to Nursing Australia Week here on the Nursing Australia podcast. Georgie, tell us about today's Spill Your Guts competition. Spill Spill Your Guts. Okay, right, Matt, this is not technically a breakfast topic, but we are nurses. So uh, this is a Spill Your Guts section where people uh, can enter a competition. And today's competition is tell us what you the weirdest thing you found in somebody. Any of the person's pre-drilled holes, it can be an ear, it can be a nose, it can be somewhere south of the belt, it really doesn't matter Mm -hmm. to us. Um, How how do they tell us about it, Suze? Any experience you want to share, please do, we want to hear it, but remember, let's not use any names, just in case, and you can text your answers to 0417 366 831, that's 0417 366 831, or email education at apna.asn.au and the winner will be announced this afternoon and they will receive a signed copy of Georgie's new book as well as a $500 Coles Meyer gift card. We do need those entries in by 1400 hours or 2 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's 11 a.m. in the West, 1.30 p.m. Central Time and 1 p.m. in Queensland. So get those entries cracking. Personal experiences, not too personal, Matt. We don't any want we don't want any first hand accounts uh, of what don't you've worry. found I, or what no. you've lost. 
having a... <laughs> I'm I'm willing not to discuss anything to do with my balloon knot. Is that a, is that is that an acceptable terminology? Your balloon knot. I'm hoping you're going belly button and not your other. No, bits. it's the other bits. It's just a nicer way of putting it. A Have you not heard that? Knot. I've not heard that. I don't even know. No, are we at the front or the, the back there? The, what is going the, on? Well, the back. So picture when you're not a balloon. I, <laughs> yeah, my, I, I think I think you need I think you need a camera. <laughs> I don't think it looks like a balloon. Oh, I'm just so thankful this is a I, podcast I right now. I am so thankful that <laughs> nurses out there cannot see any of you. I do. What? <laughs> I thought okay. I was I was thought I was being a little bit classy. I do apologize. This, I've never heard it. What state are you two in? Because we're in South Australia and we don't call it. We've got mm-hmm. all kinds of euphemisms mm-hmm. for it. Chocolate starfish. I, I mean, I'm from <laughs> Queensland, but I guess. Oh. <laughs> okay, so I'm anyway. going to clean this right up. Yeah, can you, someone bring in the mop and the spill kit, thanks. Go on, mum. Yeah, no, so we had this guy, um, I was working in general practice and he had sort of a kind of weird lump in his calf muscle or, or just underneath the skin. Couldn't really work out what it was and he was on blood thinners, you know. These people are always complicated, aren't they? There's about a million reasons why he just can't slash into them. Anyway, he's on all these meds that mm. were going to cause us problems. Eventually the GP says, look, we're just going to have to excise and see what's there after diagnostics hasn't, hadn't told us much. So anyway, she makes a little cut Oof. and pulls out this piece of glass and then he pipes up and he goes, I remember when that happened. He stepped on the glass years before. And that piece of glass had, over years, had wiggled its way halfway up to his leg and was starting to protrude through the skin when we removed it. Ew. I did not know that that was a thing. Were you like me that mount then? You were trying to think of what pre-drilled holes when we're near yeah. the car. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to what he'd lost where. My first ED admission myself was my brother had stuck um, a black pee up my nose and my mum hadn't noticed until a shoot started growing out of it. But when she was pulling it, it wouldn't come out. So she took me to ED. <gasps> If any of you are listening, that's not something you take to ED. It's not an emergency. It's been there for months. Um, so send us your stories. Remember, no names. And, you know, we can edit out any really naughty bits if we need to when we read the winning entry this afternoon. Thanks for joining us this morning on Nursing Australia for Nursing Australia Week. Join us at lunchtime today for our interview with COVID-19 Task Force Executive Director Steve McLaughlin. And then get ready for some inspiration, some laughs from this afternoon's episode when we're joined by our two very special guests, the two humorous nurses. We'll also hear amazing nursing stories. And I'll be back to announce the winner of today's Spill Your Guts competition. And to take us out this morning, Shirley Ann Raleigh and her band, the Jazzalalies, are back, this time with the walking song from their new album, Aspire. See you tomorrow morning, guys. Later.
Thanks for listening to Nursing Australia Week. A week just for you. For more information, visit APNA at www.apna.asn.au.